So guys, welcome back to Jared and James channel. I'm Jared Weiss. If you guys didn't know that, must mean that you're not subscribed to the channel. So you know what to do. Smash that subscribe button. Be sure to leave a like. Drop a comment. Let me know what you guys think of this episode. You guys are in for a good one tonight. So for um, today's episode, like I actually have a special guest on. We have him, um, Josh Fernell. Like, did I pronounce that right? Um, yeah. Josh Fernell. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. So, um, so like this guy is basically the, the human encyclopedia. One of the smartest people like I've actually ever met. We're gonna be talking about. Chat GPT, we're going to be talking about consciousness, we're going to be talking about the nature of our reality, and we're going to be going deep in this one. So, without further ado, why don't you um, introduce yourself like, um, to the podcast? Like Just like tell people like, like a little bit like about yourself and like, what you do and how you got them. I'm so smart. Like I'm as well as well as like like where the people can find you. I'm like keep in mind like I'm obviously know how humble you are. So it's like that's why it was like my job to actually hype you up. Okay, well, it's uh, always so hard to. I feel like I'm in the beginning of a you know a course where everyone introduces themselves. Right. So it's like you know. Um, I'm an educator. Next year, I'll be going into my 20th year as an educator. Wow. I've been a teacher, tutor, assistant principal, dean. I've done <clears throat> quite a few things in education, and every single second of it has been a living, breathing privilege. I love it with all my heart. I thank God that I was able to I guess, eke out of reality something that was conducive to my personality, mm -hmm. conducive to my temperament. And so, just gratitude for that. Um, as far as, you know, my education goes, like most teachers, I got a couple of masters, and I ended up doing my doctorate in something I care about very much called the achievement gap. And that is something, as a result of really investigating that, I've dedicated lots of time and energy and effort and attention towards and someday i hope like they're doing in other places to really contribute to the closing of the achievement gap because i know it can be done and if i can if i can look back at my life and i can feel that i've contributed in that way then even a little bit then i can lay in my deathbed and like close my eyes and go wherever i hope to go right with some semblance of peace. So there's that. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, it's it's hard to talk about myself without feeling, you know, I like, I like horseback riding and <laughs> long walks on the beach. <laughs> no, but, um, so that's, I guess, sufficient for now. Right. Um, Speaking of um, the whole, like, um, closing when it comes to the um, achievement cap, like, um, I, I actually think, like, there's a few, like, a lot of, like, substance here, like, for us, like, to start off with, like, especially because, like, um, as both of us know, like, um, and, like, as, like, most of my um, listeners know, I've always been very critical, like, when it comes like, to the whole um, education system, but, like, keep in mind, like, this is actually coming from someone, like, who actually always did, like, like very well, like, um, in school, um, so, so, like, I might have had any issues when it, when it came, like, to, um, um, applying myself, like, like to, to, like, the forest, um, but, like, having to that, like, 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 my always get into, like, on here, like, um, is like how, 
how the education system like doesn't really bring up like critical thinkers. Like it's, it's more about like teaching people like, like, what to think as opposed to how to think. But like having said that, I might actually think like what you're doing when it comes to, to, to the achievement gap thing. I might actually think like, that's, that sounds like incredible. Like especially because like mirrors giving people the power of like belief in themselves. Like especially because um, so like a lot of like other teachers out there like, they may have given up on these kids. Like a lot of them may, may have actually like, decided like these kids like weren't worth it and the trouble and then like whatnot but like if you wouldn't mind telling the people what you're doing as well as some of the results like that you've actually been getting from this program well the main thing is like I said when you know when I was doing my doctoral research I discovered something called the uh, the Pygmalion effect so it essentially comes down to this it's about expectations. And a lot of the times, our expectations are not necessarily under our conscious. They're not as, <clears throat> they don't offer themselves up to us. So we go into situations with expectations, not even knowing necessarily that we have lower expectations or higher expectations. If you maintain high expectations, and you have to, this is the most important part, it's borrowing from Carl Jung a little bit, engage in what he calls legitimate suffering so i remember reading this book many years ago called the road less traveled by m scott peck this psychiatrist excellent book first chapter is dedicated to self-discipline right i believe that's where he cites carl jung where carl jung says something along the lines of uh, neurosis we don't really call neurosis neurosis anymore. It's more of an affective disorder, depression, anxiety, things like that. And I'm not right. a psychiatrist, but this is just what he said at the time. He said neurosis is always an excuse. This is what he said for legitimate suffering, right? So not doing the things we're afraid to do. It builds up in our nervous system. Of course, there are legitimate issues like trauma and things like that that affect people that are just written into their system until they're dealt with. But as far as the neurosis that we bring upon ourselves, it's a result of not or failing to engage in legitimate suffering. So I took that and adopted it for education. And I said, if you sit there and, for instance, so working with, you know, younger students, something like that, with like an, with eighth grade students and asking them to do an 11th grade Common Core Regents, right? So these are students of the very poor area. They don't have anything to speak of but if you can sit there with them and first and foremost go in there as i said before with very high expectations because you know i tell these students all the time you guys are macbook pros you have all the hardware right. it's just a matter of self-confidence at this point mm -hmm. so if you take the self-confidence you take the inbuilt ability you educate that now they're unstoppable so you go in there with that and you engage in the legitimate suffering. This is where, <clears throat> you know, a lot of times, see, I didn't come from this kind of a background. Teachers, for the most part, grew up smart. They're just smart people. I wasn't like that at all. I didn't do anything in school. I had no interest growing up really? in reading. Not. I didn't read my first book until I was 17, almost 18 years old. Truly. Wow. Truly, truly. I would, I would never have thought that. Like, especially, especially knowing how many books you could cite like, in these days. Like, you probably read like hundreds of books like in your life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
But that's only, you Maybe know. even more. <laughs> oh, definitely. I mean, mm. you know, but there's lots of books all around us, you know. Like, we don't even realize how many times, how many books we actually have read. You didn't well, start that way, though, right? Definitely not. Mm. Had zero interest at all in reading, writing, and again, and I truly mean this, outside of Dr. Seuss, and I'm not kidding around, I'm not being facetious, I'm not telling a story here. Outside of Dr. Seuss and The Giving Tree, I didn't read anything voluntarily, and I never read a book cover to cover or even more than a couple of pages until I was out of high school. Wow. Until I was out of high school. Uh-huh. And I was forced to because I was in this you know, freshman composition course. I don't even think it was, no, it definitely wasn't credit bearing. And I don't even think it was freshman comp. It was like preparing for freshman comp. And the professor who was great was like, listen, I know you won't have any interest in any of this, but if you don't read a book and present on it, like you're toast. Are you going to fail? That's it. You're done. So I was right. like, oh my gosh. I was like, I really need to actually for real read a book. You've no choice at that point. No, because what it's now you're not in, you, I was in a community college and what, what, what's going to happen? Are my parents going to call if I fail? My parents didn't care whether or not, you know, my dad mm. was just like one, like don't go to summer school. <laughs> that's it. That's the main rule. Uh-huh. You know, but he grew, that's how he grew up. He didn't even really go to school. He didn't go to school at all, really. So his expectations were there because that's what he grew up and that's what he understood. And he just wanted me to be a good person. So thankfully, he taught me and instilled in me some semblance of morality that I'm able to, you know, take into where I go now. Right. But as far as books go, no, absolutely not. So this professor said, "You have to," and I did. So I picked up a book. A lot of my friends were into, you know, for various reasons, which you can imagine, watching this movie, 2001, A Space Odyssey. Okay, spaced out movie, all right? So you can imagine the environment. Anyway, I'd seen this movie so many times. (laughs) I said, all right, if I read the book, at least I'll have visuals. Right. And I can get through it. So I went to the library, picked out the book, and I started reading it. It was completely different than I had assumed it was going to be. And <clears throat> I don't know how long it took me to get through it. It maybe was a couple of days. Really? That's it. Because it was so wow. engaging. Mm-hmm. And it was different than the movie. You know, the movie, they traveled to Jupiter. In the book, they traveled to Saturn. Mm-hmm. One of the moons of Saturn, Iapetus or Japetus, depending on how you want to pronounce it, with the I or the J, Latin, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case may be. And I, like, my eyebrows were at my hairline for, like, two days, like, what is this? Are you kidding me? And then it was the last page. And I was like, that did not just happen. You need no more. way. So I, so, I read, so I started reading it again. I read right. it again. And then I started reading it a third time. And I was like, I wonder what would happen if I actually read other books. Because I did a presentation on it. And everyone was like, wow, that's good. I was like, really? I was like, what do you mean it's good? <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm reporting on a book that I read. This is bananas. This makes doesn't make any sense. Right. But yeah, that was that. And uh, again, I started reading it a third time, and I was you know about halfway through the third reading, and so I picked up the sequel to it. Started reading that, got through it. What I noticed was this though throughout it. Um, a lot of reference is to physics and the mysteries of the universe. When I learned about, because that sort of whetted my appetite to learn about that stuff. And then when I learned about the double slit experiment, I was almost 18 years old. And I have never, ever stopped thinking about that, ever. Mm -hmm. 
it's the measurement problem in physics right you know that has distracted me since i was 17 mm-hmm. and, you know i'm 43 now it, i'm not kidding That's 26 awesome. years of just distraction but uh-huh. i can think about that until the end of time the universe will be cold and i'll still be thinking about it <laughs> well, well, come, one of the interesting points like i actually went, went to tie in i'm so like I'm, I'm coming back to like, so idea, like when it comes to like avoiding suffering it actually causes more suffering um, for people like I mentioned enough one of the recent like podcasts like, I actually did the, the guy like, who I had on Chance Garden like and he actually explained to me like um, how like what I'm doing like is actually making the obstacle um, um, the way um, 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 like to be honest like um, um, I never even thought of it and I'm um, like that um, 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 but like it's, it's definitely something that is, it's like so like, special like when, when it comes to like rather than like like running away like from from, 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 from like, like your, your biggest fears or, um, or I'm running away like from challenges I'm going towards them like I'm, I'm like actually I'm going towards the hurdles like actually often um, um, leads you to like um, your purpose like and actually leads you um, to, to like your highest self it's definitely really cool like um, to see how like in a lot of ways like you've actually inspired these kids you've inspired like these eighth graders to like run towards the, the hurdle like when it comes to, when it comes to like I'm doing um, 11th grade schoolwork I'm um, like these kids like all like I'm um, excelling I'm um, um, so it's like like um, it's definitely really powerful like to see like, how like like oftentimes like just like having someone believe in you um, whether it be um, a friend like whether it be um, um, an educator whether it be um, like um, some coach out there like I'm um, having like, uh, so, like someone like to like, express like belief in you could like, honestly take you like um, to new heights like the, um, like chances are like you never would have even explored these like for um, yourself like so like that, that's like one thing that I think is like incredible like when it comes like um, to, like what you're doing with these kids well <laughs> to borrow borrow from Carl Young twofold first concerning the aspect of uh, the first thing he said about making that running stuff. away from oh, yeah right. so paraphrasing him what you resist what persists it's one of right? my so favorite quotes Carl about, Young mm-hmm. and supposedly see I haven't read all of Young because it is so terrifyingly difficult really I've only read a couple of his books yeah Flying Saucers The Answer to Job a couple of his essays how many and, books does he have oh my gosh the corpus of material is unbelievable I actually last year very nerdily put together in a txt file because you couldn't put it in a word file okay it was about ten thousand pages worth of information it was something it was gargantuan seriously and i have the file and like i you know i kind of like word search it it up no i didn't write it i would still be doing it so you just like took all the colleagues work and like put it into this one i gathered all the pdfs like this like sea of pdfs and i reduced it to you know an rtf and then a txt file and just to see like like what was there and it's just it's it's incredible um it's really something in fact uh but i don't want to get lost on the point that you made But you resist, persist, and concerning belief. When Carl Jung was asked in an interview in the 50s about his belief in God, he said, it's hard to answer that. He's like, because it's not belief. He's like, I know there is God. I know there is God. That's where him and Sigmund Freud, you know, that's where the relationship mm-hmm. fractured was um, in the spiritual sense. Freud didn't want to have anything to do with it. He was a materialist, blah, blah, blah. Interesting. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's it. So, but like my, my ex never knew that. Like when it came to him before, it had been like young. Mm-hmm. So it really began with Carl Jung's. So we all know about things like synchronicity. So last night, for instance, I was watching a YouTube clip, and it was a rather extensive interview. And at some point, and I was looking at pictures online mm-hmm. concurrently. Okay, and the person being interviewed had gone on for about 45 minutes and then they mentioned the word lifeboat. At that instant, a picture of a lifeboat popped up on my phone. This was crazy. Okay. Things like that, sometimes they start happening a lot. Right. I would be so excited to find out what the probabilities are of those two things happening at the same time. And I think with things which we'll get to, I'm sure, yeah, 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 yeah. the large language models are going to be able to do that. We're definitely going to get into that. But to go back to your original point right. about suffering, what you resist persists, begins to build up in your nervous system like a nuclear reactor that is not properly you know, hydrated and there's like a meltdown that's bad. But also when it comes to believing in other people, you have to get to a point, and fortunately it's easy with younger people, to be past belief, to know. Right. I don't true. believe in you. I don't believe in you. I know that you can do it. Mm. I know it. I did it. My dumbass didn't read anything voluntarily until I was almost 18 years old. And I'm sitting here with the privilege of teaching you. So I was able to do it. Okay. I know for a fact you who are going to be smarter and better than me have the hardware to do it. It's just a matter of me believing in you. No, no, no. I know you can do it. Just like Carl Jung when he was asked, you know, do you believe in God? He said, I don't know. Uh, I can't answer that. I know God exists. I know God right. is. It's when you get to that point. And I guess people are drawn to that because they think, oh, well, you know, this guy really cares. It's like, it's like, listen, this, now all those things take care of themselves. Take care of themselves. You just, when you know that this guy right here, I remember one student, I just like drew a picture of him. I said, this is going to be your life. It's going to go this way and this way. But the reality of the the fact is that you're going to succeed. I don't know how you're going to get there, but I know that you're going to do it. There's a path there. I just, I don't know what the path is. I just know that you're, I know that you're going to do it. I don't believe in it. What do you mean believe? I believe, like like I hope, (laughs) like eyes, you know, like squinting, like, oh, I just hope. No, 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 no. I know for a fact that you're going to do it. Like I know that I'm going to take the next breath and the sun's coming up tomorrow. I know that you're going to do that. Just a matter of ticks and talks. Mm. That's it. Well, like, speaking of it, so, like, I'm actually want to tie in them two points. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. So, like, first of all, like, I'm actually, I was actually a camp counselor for seven years. Like, I'm like, I'm also used to, I'm train kids and I'm in basketball. And, like, I've also like, helped, like, plenty of people, like, with, like, working out and stuff like that. Like, I'm like, something that, like, I've always found interesting. Like, when it comes, like, to, like, helping others out, like, a lot of times, I almost, like, believe in others, like, more than, like, they actually believe in themselves. 
So it's like, for instance, like, it's almost like it's like reflex that like starts up like inside of me. Like whenever, like, whenever like, someone like tells me like, like um, oh, like I can't do this or um, I'm not good enough to do this, like I almost like immediately shout back at them. What are you saying? Like it's not true. But like maybe it's almost like something in me that's almost like stronger and then like belief. Like, like maybe it's like something like I actually know um, like, through like experience. Like or on the other hand, maybe I'm almost like trying so hard like to like, manifest. Like success, like in them, like especially because, um, like when it comes to that, helping good people, like they can win. It just like, doesn't doesn't get better than that. And then, like another point, like, I went to um tie in like when it comes like, to this um like I'm so like, you were saying that like Carl um, Young was talking about like said like when it comes to um like he, he doesn't believe in God um, he actually knows that God in him exists like and, and so like something that's like really um, interesting like which may actually bring us closer towards the um, chat and, and the, the chat GPC topic as well as like some of the um, technocratic state stuff like that I like, mm-hmm. want to get into I feel like w- one of the major flaws like when it comes to the science like like um, is, is like science is is, is, is like it's almost become like like scientism which is like, is like religion of science like I mean like it's almost like become like this thing like, like can't be questioned um, as like you know like science can't be questioned it's not like actual science like you're basically um, it's just basically um, pure um, indoctrination but um, like who makes like this, this like belief um, um, in god so like um, um science science almost like tries so hard like it's, it's like it's like find god like through like this like science-based perspective but, but like truthfully i mean you honestly can't, can't find god by like, performing like scientific experiments like you can't like find like through like anything like of like this like materialistic sense like you almost have to like experience it like because like, like i believe like god like is essentially everywhere and everything everywhere i'm all at once i mean like god like is, is, is found like through love like it's found like through through connection like it's, it's found through like synchronicity like and, and it's like all these things you can't really measure god through science and moments and so like as a result like it almost like comes back to like when um, you can't explain god and through science and, and then like as a result as a result like science ends up becoming god and to these people yeah i mean any doctrine given enough time enough power enough real estate right becomes you know it ossifies into a dogma mm-hmm. and you get subscribers to the dogma defenders of the dogma etc 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 but the truth always wins right. the truth always wins Arthur Schopenhauer has a great saying about the truth he said any new truth is first it is um, what does he say first it's laughed at then it's vehemently denied and combated then third step it's taken as self-evident well of course that's the case you know but it requires funerals, as Mac, Max Planck said, one of the the godfather of quantum mechanics. That's he said, really interesting. Seems to be true. He said that science progresses basically one funeral at a time. Truly, because it's the guys in power. That's one of the reasons I'm such an advocate for women in science, because they don't play into that hierarchy, you know? All the guys, you ever notice? Like, we all wear the, you know, the ties and the suits like a uniform. Right. Uh, the ladies come in there and they don't, they don't attend to that. They go in there and they do, you know, they can do real science and without having to, you know, play into that thing. You know what I mean? It's like um, see- seeking like, for the purpose of like um, satisfying the ego, you mean? Or I don't know. Well, you know, they're just the rigid hierarchy of, right. 
you know, it's like worshiping at the feet of people like, you know, for instance, like, okay, let's go back to Freud for a second, mm-hmm. right? No one, you know, schizophrenia for the longest time was a function of mommy issues, according to psychoanalysis via Sigmund Freud. That's not the case. It's dopamine receptors in the brain, maybe too many of them. Obviously, I'm oversimplifying it, and I'm just a guy from Long Island. I'm not speaking from a neurobiological perspective. But when you say, forget the data, let's just go with what he believes or what she believes, that's dogmatism. That's not science anymore. I follow the data. That's why I am in love with mathematics, statistics. I believe. Wait, wait. I'm like, sorry to um, cut you um, off, but like, someone like Max went to tie in here. Like, I'm like, when, when it comes to mathematics, like, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I'm, you actually even once like said to me like during one of our um, sauna talks, like, I'm, like math actually um, like runs like the universe, like, I'm, like I'm, well, it describes it. Right, and then like going along the same lines, like like my I've actually heard like some people like I'm actually say like I'm, like math could actually I'm, lead them like to God, like and especially because math is like this like math of like equations, like that all like make perfect sense, and like you can't disprove math. I'm, I'm, so it's like uh, well, that's there are limits. Mm-hmm. So I mean, this is why guys like Kurt Gerdell, depending on how you pronounce it, Gerdel. <laughs> Um, aren't so popular because they that individual demonstrated that there is something rotten in the heart of Denmark. He demonstrated conclusively through something called the incompleteness theorems mm-hmm. that math was inherently at bottom, at root, fundamentally there was an inconsistency there that cannot be reconciled. His conclusion was something along the lines that there must be something about the human mind that is outside of the universe, essentially, to be able to generate the axioms of mathematics. So, is mathematics a perfectly consistent system? No. There's something amiss. Interesting. Well, I mean, in, I mean, just these days, you know, again, you have relativity on one side describes the large-scale stuff, the way the planets go around the sun, etc. And then you have quantum theory, which describes the small-scale stuff. Now, I'm quoting Ed Witten, who's a preeminent physicist at Princeton. When you try to combine the equations of these two theories, you get nothing but nonsense and infinities. That shouldn't be the case. And they can't both be right, right? Law of the excluded middle. So what's going on here? They don't know. We've all heard of string theory. This is an attempt to solve that problem. Apparently, that's totally wrong, though. Don't ask me how. Um, Does any of this like time take the the, um, ether? Like, actually, I'm explaining like the space like between us. Well, the ether was pop. Is that like totally separate topic? No. Well, that well, the belief in the ether was with us in the Western world at least until the Michelson Morley experiment which demonstrated that there was no ether. Now, maybe some sort of metaphysical ether, possibly, but there was no ether. And as a result of that, there was then relativity came from that, blah, 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 blah. Um, Are you talking about an actual ether or talking about a metaphysical, like, connective tissue? Both, in a sense. For instance, 
the way um, 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 and like all humans like, like put like words into the universe um, and then like like other people like actually receive like these energies um, um, oh, okay um, 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 so, so like maybe it's like more like like metaphysical ether okay, um, yeah. um, um, but like I've also like, heard of it like in terms of like like, like this actual like physical space like manifests itself physically yeah that's I mean I don't know I mean again that is where that's where things get really really that's subtle right. that's like the work of Rupert Sheltrick mm-hmm morphic resonance things like that right, the morphogenic yes. field which he postulates and i think that guy's a renegade i think mm-hmm. he's absolutely on a something and that's why they consider him like the antichrist in science again i don't know enough to speak intelligently mm-hmm. to any of these things what i can say is that there may be truly something there yeah the work of for instance we talked before about kind of knowing the future the work of daryl bem at cornell the precognition experiments <laughs> that's crazy stuff mm-hmm. like what's going on there Statistically, that shouldn't be the case. There should not be a statistically significant result concerning precognition. The work they did at Princeton at the Pear Lab, where they had people essentially move random number generators one way or the other, zero or one, for like 30 years, Mm -hmm. okay? There's the probability that that was just a mistake or that that was just a coincidence would take I don't know how many hundreds of universes to repeat that it doesn't make any sense there seems to be something going on behind things now as far as codifying that into a full blast science there's no one that i know of that can do that i don't know how anyone would begin to do that because the data is so subtle and it's so out in like the omega or the sigma no one's even gonna touch it it's just just, to put it together but that's not the question right that's not the question. As William James said, you don't have to, if you want to demonstrate that there are, so for instance, all swans are white. You don't have to check every single swan in the world. All you have to do is find one black swan. Right. That's it. Yeah. And they found many a black swan. Mm-hmm. There's something going on there. I don't know what it is. I tend to think along the lines that you think that there we are actually participating in something. Yes. The anecdotal evidence is overwhelming the sense of being looked at, things like that. Like, mm-hmm. there is definitely a psychic component yes, to our reality. Definitely. As far as... Now, I have never had any experiences like that. See, I am... See, what's so messed up about it is that I subscribe to these things purely, purely, because I am such a hyperbolic skeptic of everything. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. Purely because the math says so. Mm-hmm. Purely because the mathematics says so. That's the only reason I take it as true. Or as consistent, I don't believe in anything at all. I've noticed that when it comes to you, I just I can't. Well, I well, just can't well, do well, it. Well, like, like one of the best ways to, to describe them. I want to say them eventually. Say like, like you actually have like a very analytical way of thinking of things. Whereas like me, like I'm more like conceptual based like as well as like feel based uh-huh. but, 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 like based on that like my, my actually like, that's actually been like one of the reasons like why I mean you like I've had like, I've had, like such great conversations like where, where like both of us like are actually able to learn so much like from the other like is because like I mean you like will often like arrive at like similar conclusions but like coming from totally separate m- m- ways of thinking and like ways of like seeing the world so like I might find that to be like very interesting well yeah it's 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 like this. Let's take the example of qualia, right? Qualia. This idea that, like, you know, the idea of red redness in your mind, right? So mm-hmm. <clears throat> you raise someone in a black and white room. 
They have a computer monitor that's black and white. They learn every single thing there is to learn about color. Spectrum, electromagnetic, blah, 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 blah. But they've never actually seen a color, ever. Do they really understand what color is? No. Do they really understand what blue is? No. And all of a sudden you open up the sky above them and they look into it. It's a very different thing. Mm. I think. I think. So, <clears throat> yeah, I'm that person in the black and white room with the black and white monitor. So I have my sort of my, my ear up against the wall to listen to people like yourself and everybody else because I know right. there's lots that I'm not seeing, sensing, hearing. I'm not. I have massive blind spots, massive psychological blind spots, visual blind spots, just intellectual blind spots, I guess you'd say. Truly, yeah. truly, truly. The only way I can progress through the landscape of thought is by confirmation. And the only thing that gives me confirmation is statistics. Numbers. That's it. I just don't know how to process it any other way. It's so interesting. But I also know there's like a warmth coming through the wall. People out there, like, uh, even though um, you may not view things like, um, through, like, the like, um, lens, like, you, you also have, like, some understanding, like, 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 there are people, like, out there, like, um, who do yes. feel things, um, and, like, exactly. know through that I don't doubt process. it. Right. People that feel their way through reality, right? they have major advantage in, in a lot of ways over me, as far as understanding things. I feel like their understanding is much deeper. It's like musicians, right? Mm. Or people who are able to just play music. Like, I'm speaking with like, my, my older brother, like, he's always been like a super like, talented musician. But like, the, the most amazing thing like, when it comes to him, like, like, he's, like, so, like the first however many years, like, like he's been playing music. He, he never even like read notes, like anything like that. Like, so like, he, 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 he just like hear someone play it like a few times and like most suddenly know how to play it, which is like, crazy yeah i have a brother like that my mm. father's like that I'm like what are you doing right it's incredible but the fact that you get to express whatever this static is between your ears that way and it's coherent and consistent and sound good it's just such a gift oh my god yeah i don't for have sure. any ear for it i've tried and failed so many times that now i've given up at least for now I've just with my piano. Like, uh -huh. It's so sad. It's really sad. I started learning how to read music for real, but I just don't generate it in a way that I think is pleasing. And I know that is not a signal to give up. Right. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, yo, there are some people like myself that just don't. There are things missing from my mind. Right. <laughs> All right. So I can, through brute force, do things. I'm yeah. going to be able to given enough time, but yeah. just it's. That coffee cup is going to beat me. Like, like something that I often like to um, say um, is that, like, given like enough time, like my belief that like humans like, like essentially limitless, like when it comes to like the things that like we could do. Like I mean, like, like, some people are like, obviously more um, apt for certain things, and like some people. Like, and so like, even though like I believe like 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 basically anything is like possible. Like having said that, like not everything I mean, is like meant for everyone. You know what I mean? Like, like, well, not on this timeline. No. Right, right, yeah, yes. A lot of this particular exit in infinity that we are occupying.
right now. Exactly. Yeah. Like, my, the, people, like the capability, like, for human potential, like, has been, like, squandered, like, like by so many people. But, but like, I would mean, so, never say, like, like, anything is, like, impossible. But, but like, it may definitely be super hard, like, for someone to be the best musician, the best athlete, like, and also the best scientist or whatever. I'm obviously I'm always trying to be, like, the best, like, like everything I do. But, like, we definitely do have, like, a limit, like, when it comes to, to, like, where we can actually devote our energy to. Only my daughter. She won the Scholar Athlete Award, so she's... Wait, wait, like, that's actually really funny, because, like, cause, like I'm back in high school, like, I'm, I actually won the Scholar Athlete Award also. Did you really? Yeah. I was so, like, oh, my goodness gracious, where did this child come uh-huh. from? You know, it's she dedicates so much time, and right. she plays every sport. S- same, so same, proud of her. Same here. I was the same way. And she, you know, I remember the first one of the first, you know, playing soccer. Mm-hmm. She's like, Dad, I don't like it. And her mom said that no, she didn't have to continue. And you know, I'm going to defer to the wisdom of her mom and agree because that's all right. And I said, mm-hmm. all right, well, if that's the case, if mom said so, that's all right. She said, No, nah, Dad, then I'd be a quitter. What? That's bold. Yes. She did that with soccer. How she did that wait, with wait, lacrosse. Mom, um, she was twelve. She was twelve. Twelve. Wow. She had every excuse in the world not to continue. Both parents said you don't have to do it. You don't like to do it. You feel like you're not good. She's like, no, nah, but she then I'd be a quitter. Be a quitter. I was like, where? That's incredible. From what star? I, I, I'd love to hear that. Oh my that's, gosh, that's amazing. She did it with soccer. She did it with lacrosse. Kids like that, like reminds me, um, someone rare to find these days. Um, um, <clears throat> like just because like, the rest of like, society like, has, has like since we made it, like okay to like settle, to like settle like for, for mediocre, and like settling for like below below like mere potential. Which is why like, once again, like, it all comes back to like, like why it's so important. Like it's like have someone like, like who actually believes in you, um, and then, like who can actually show you. Um, um, even though, like, as like you were saying before, you may not know the path for them, but like in the same breath, like, you do, you do know for a fact that like they are going to succeed one way or another. It's just it's just like a matter of like creating that path. Yeah. I mean, like something something like I always like to like to refer back to like there's always going to be multiple paths like to to the same destination. Like it's like two plus two equals four. Like so is three plus one. It's like there's always going to be multiple like paths to the same destination. For like when, when it comes to my whole healing journey, like, like when, it comes, when it comes to all my, my athletic goals, uh, I'm like I've obviously like, had to like, overcome major challenges, and like as a result, like I've been able like to, to like turn those like into my blessings, like and like use, use those like to, like form the path. Absolutely, yeah. Turn those enemies into best friends. Right. Exactly. That's it. That's the way forward. I don't know how. I don't know where she came from with that, because her dad would. Like, it doesn't make any sense. She got it from you. No, no, she no, no, no. No, her mom's her mom was really good at uh-huh. you know, like math and things like that when she was young. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. I'm just right. that's nothing but gratitude. Mm-hmm. That's nothing but gratitude. Right. Like, where did this child come from? So, that's just the, the, you know both my daughters just two living, breathing, bipedal <laughs> blessings. That's what uh-huh. they are. That's what they are to me. And so I'm very, very thankful for that. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's just it's. I don't. You know, again, it's like. What is, you know, the, one of the things we talked about was the North Star. Nietzsche has that quote, you know, a man with a why can withstand any how. Love that. Yeah. So once you establish it, we all see it. There's a night sky in each of our own personal psychologies. Okay. 
We all have our own personal zodiac and our own personal constellations, our own personal moon and sun. There is that star out there in the distant night sky of our mind. Once we find it and fixate on it and know it, again, everything becomes ancillary. Everything becomes a question. Am I contributing mm. to or detracting from my that, progress that, towards that, that path. particular star? That's it. But you have to find it first. Find your purpose. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Like the Japanese have that concept, ikigai. Ikigai is a superimposition of four basic factors. What are you good at? What do you like to do? What will you be paid to do? What, will that concur with what you pay, are being paid to do? And uh, is it helping other people? Those four things superimposed, that's your ikigai. That might be a path towards understanding what your North Star is. You know, there are there are things that I am good at, but I do not like to do. Right. Like, you know, editing, like education plans, things like that. Edit editing. You know, for, oh goodness graciousness. Oh my gosh, it's so boring. But I'm able to generate something that's halfway decent. So, but I don't mm. like. To, you know, I don't want to do right. it. Right. Um, yeah, my, 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 like my actually coming back to like what I was saying before, like, like when, when it comes to, to, like this idea, like even though like you might believe that like, like, humans are capable, like um, of like basically anything, like, but like to be to be great, like at anything, like requires like, a certain amount of like time, like random devotion, like even though like you, you might be good at something, if you're not passionate about it, like you, can, you never like, like it's not gonna be worth, like and you're never gonna actually make it something. Uh, it's actually worth devoting all of your energy, like and time. Yeah, I mean, passion is gasoline. Yeah, you're not going anywhere mm. without it. You know what I mean? It's just it's not going to happen. The only way, you know, you need encouragement. Right. You need confidence, encouragement. Mm -hmm. You need people to. You know, there's various things that you do need. Sometimes though, you encounter those people that are straight nuclear reactors. Mm -hmm. Like not even nuclear. I don't even know where they're drawing the energy. Yeah. From. Like that zero point field in yeah. like, <laughs> that they postulate in physics, where mm -hmm. it's just like they are able to. I don't bore through things via will. Pure will. Pure will. In cold, as William James says, in cold blood, we have to change our thinking in a sense. You know, not in a murderous way, obviously. Right. But like in a very concerted and concentrated way, focus our direction, focus our intention, focus our efforts. And in cold blood, no matter what, like David Goggins style. Right, yes. Like that guy. Yes. Like who is this human? Who is that guy? Uh -huh. He's not joking around. He's not playing around. He's not just trying to sell books or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Like he is something superhuman. His lifestyle like, is basically centered around like pain and just like constantly pushing through it. It's all about overcoming. Right. It's straight biblical. Like I think yeah. the book of Revelation says in like chapter 21, you know, he who overcomes, I will be his father. He mm -hmm. will be my son. That is David. He is a living, breathing, overcoming. Mm -hmm. He is a living, breathing, overcoming. I have never... He David Goggins, to me, is the most, truly, the most impressive person on planet Earth right now. I have never, ever seen anything like that in my life. I really tried to investigate him from every angle. I have never seen anything like that man in my life. Ever in my life. He's awesome. It's, it's, there's a new, we need a new word. Mm. Like, it's beyond, we need a new adjective to describe that human. I'm not kidding around. I have never, ever seen anything like that. Like, the only thing, like, like my window, say the like, is that, like, I've actually gotten away from the idea, like, when it comes to, it's like, 
idolizing them any human as far as like like seeing something like in them like I don't have like, like within me it's like there's nothing wrong like with, with, with like be, being super like, impressed like, like with like the feats like the other humans do but like having said that like, like a lot of people like will almost like view, view other humans like, like doing incredible things but then like say to themselves say to themselves like I can never do that but like I actually think the best way to look at like to, to like view like other humans like doing incredible feats like is actually like say to themselves like wow like what this person doing is actually is absolutely incredible and but like I actually have that same gift within me so like, like obviously everyone possesses like different like gifts like and obviously everyone has like, like different levels like two certain gifts but like generally speaking like all comes back to this, this, this idea like like what someone else like possesses like isn't actually lacking within you and chances are chances are like you've just like never explored that to like your, your own fullest potential yeah, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I look at it. What do you think? You know, I kind of look all at a distance and I just appreciate this person. Right, yeah. And He's incredible, I think. Yeah, it's something I've Like, I personally love two stories. I'm, I'm, like, those and, like, get inspired, like, and, like, seeing things like that, like, makes me, like, makes me, like, when, like, try, try to push my own limits. Like, in ways, like, a lot of people, like, are just, like, content, like, like I'm sitting on the sidelines and, and like, sitting back in the crowd and, but like I actually think um, I'm the, like I'm, he- I'm hearing stories f- from like from like the David Goggins is like of the world like, like um, that's actually show like, like, like all of us like um, and the, like we're all like capable like of doing so much more I mean, if we'd only I mean, and first like see it for ourselves. Well, you know, again, it's it, look. It really depends on your metaphysical perspective. Mm-hmm. You have to start quietly and silently. Actually, silent, pure silence, mm-hmm. and really ask yourself, like, what am I? What is this? You're not going to have the answers precisely, but get in that still space. Right. There's a reason everyone knows the following words: "I think, therefore, I am." Everyone knows that. Why do we all know that? Why do we know that at the level of to be or not to be? Why do we know that? Because when Descartes postulated that, he established an axiom that is pretty much inviolable. He began with what was called hyperbolic doubt. I can doubt everything. I can doubt the clouds in the sky, the waves on the sea. I can doubt the reality of other people. I can doubt my left nostril. I can doubt everything except one thing, that I am doubting. Or in order to doubt, I would need to doubt. Right? Right. So dubito, I doubt. Mm-hmm. Dubito ergo sum, I doubt, therefore I am. And doubting is a forming, form of thinking. So cogito, cogito ergo sum, I think, therefore I am. That's it. My guy Nietzsche tried to take that apart, but I don't think anyone's ever succeeded. Because in order to succeed, in order to take the position that I do not exist, requires you to take the position. Requires a subject to enact the verb right you're using your own logic against yourself see as much as I love Nietzsche mm. with all my heart and I read, I read, <laughs> thoroughly but I remember reading a biography by H.L. Mencken about Nietzsche and this mm. one little paragraph ended my worship at the table or at the altar of Nietzsche when he said that Nietzsche who is a rabid 
materialist, a rabid really? determinist. A ra- well, of course, rabid a- atheist. He was. He's the guy who. Every, he's the guy who pronounced, in uh, thus spoke Zarathustra, God is dead. Oh, wait. It seems battery. Yeah. All right. So, do you remember um, um, what you were saying prior to the battery going out? Yeah, we were chatting about Nietzsche and how he was like, like was a pure materialist and well, yeah, yeah, he was an atheist and a determinist, which essentially means that he didn't believe in free will. Which, no surprise, lots of philosophers did not and do not subscribe to that. Why is that though? Why do they not believe? Yeah. Why do they not believe? Well, the free will. Position of free will comes with baggage. Right. So it's our responsibility. Well, not just that. It's where is this will coming from? What is the mechanism? In other words, if it's free, right? Mm-hmm. That means it's not caused, right? Right. So if it's not caused. What is it? Some, some has to be, so, so, it's, so, like, in other words, uh, uh, this free will like has to be coming, coming from somewhere. Like, which, like, I would venture to say, like, he has to be like, coming from God. Like, I'm so, like, I believe, that, like, one of the things like, that like, God blesses, but like, is like this free will. Like, like it's like manifest, like, whatever we, we choose, like, in this reality. I'm like, so, like, starting to shift like topics a little bit. I'm like, something I was gonna, gonna like add to that. Like, one of the ways, like, like I actually like to like describe like. This is like of like free will. Like, my personally, thousand percent like believe like like all of us like have like free will. And like I definitely believe that God like in the universe like always going to give us like the opportunities like and that like each of us like need like in order like to become like our best highest selves. But then like in that same breath like like whenever one of us like, like veers off of like, like our best path, and then like God in the universe like is, is going to try to like give us like consequences into those actions. <clears throat> Again, that's, you know, probably the way it is. I just don't know. Right. I do not know. I cannot confidently arrive at any conclusion concerning a system that posits a soul or something outside of the universe. Again, it's the warmth on the wall that I can feel. And I believe, I do believe that to be the case. The problem with free will is that it requires something incorporeal, non-bodily, mm-hmm. to interact with something corporeal, bodily. So right. if the world is made up... So this is one of the problems that... So Descartes, in positing the self, I think therefore I am, is then tasked with explaining how this incorporeal self interacts with the physical universe. His position was that the interaction took place mysteriously in the pineal gland, I believe. Interesting. Right. Because that's the one part of the brain where there's no, there's no, there's no counterpart. So there's the right hemisphere, the left hemisphere, the parietal lobe over here, the parietal lobe over there, occipital, etc. Temporal on either side. But the pineal gland is by itself. Okay. And he thought that this was where the interaction happened. That, How really that would happen, right? Who knows? But like speaking with like, a lot of people, like we actually say, like, like um, our um, 
pineal glands, like I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm spiritual, like, like connections, like I'm, I'm, these are essentially our third eyes. Like speaking with, so I can actually believe that, like, with all these like toxins there, there, like, like, whether it be like physical, metaphysical, much just like toxic world, like, and, like, like whether it be like toxic news, and, or on the other hand, like, like the actual like physical toxins, like whether it be like the heavy metals, like whether it be and the pesticides, herbicides, glyphosate, like all those things, like I'm actually calcifying our pineal glands, like which is like why like I believe like it's so important to be like practicing like detoxification of our bodies, like and like as a result like detoxifying our pineal glands, especially because like I've definitely heard like plenty of people out there say that like like our pineal glands like actually give us these metaphysical like powers almost like whether it be like telekinesis like. Whether it be mind reading, ESP, like all these things, like like almost like hidden from us, like, especially because like, we're all like being exposed to this like toxic world. So like, it's definitely interesting. Like it's here, like like these philosophers, like positive free will, like is actually associated with, with our, our pineal glands. Well, that's Descartes. Uh, that's Descartes. Oh, okay. That's not the uh, modern take uh, on uh, it okay. at all. No, 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 I definitely not. Gotcha. And again, it's. A minority opinion in philosophy. Uh-huh. Most philosophers subscribe to materialism in some way, shape, or form. Right. They just do. That's just how it is. That's the dogma. That's like what we talked about at the right. of this discussion. Yeah. That <clears throat> that's what you are. That's what you have to believe. And if you don't believe it, if you're going to challenge the orthodoxy, you're going to. There's going to be a consequence for that. Right. That's just the most natural thing in the mm-hmm. world. I don't care if it, it's yeah. a philosophy department. I don't care if it's the DMV. Mm. It doesn't matter. That's just how we are as mm. people. It's understandable. Everyone that's what it likes, 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 like being part of the group, like um, um, especially because like, um, as, soon, as soon as you separate yourself, like um, um, from, from the group, like, like um, and you essentially leave yourself like vulnerable, like to being attacked by an, right. either side. So. No one likes to stand alone in their mm. opinions, which is why I think, I think, the way I think, right. You know, I just want to hear, this, like, what's the math? That's all I want to hear. Mm-hmm. What is the math? That's it. Beyond that, I can't have an intelligent discussion. I can listen, and I should listen, and I try to listen. Right. But aside from that, that's the only thing I can argue for intelligently mm-hmm. are conclusions that are rooted in some way, shape, or form in consistent logic and or mathematical logic. That's it. There, I don't know else to talk about anything intelligently definitely not arriving at any conclusions and definitely not doing that independently i can wax philosophical about multiple issues with some competence sometimes but outside of though outside of things that are founded in those respects but again when you know like i had mentioned earlier about folks like kurt girdell girdle again depending on how you pronounce it <laughs> that he demonstrated using math, that math is inherently, there's an inherent inconsistency within it. So you know that's not the end-all, be-all. You know that there's it's inescapable. Right. So you really just, it's you are really out there. Mm-hmm. You are really out there. Your opinions, if they're consistent, that's really all you can ask. So what are your assumptions about the world? See, this idea of truth with a big, gigantic T... No go. 
all you can really hope for so, so is consistency. So, do you think that, like we actually do like have any objective truth like out there? Like where do you think like, it's always like based on based on like all of our perceptions and like therefore like it becomes our reality? I think that it's outside of. Let me give you an example. Okay, mm-hmm. many years ago, like right after. I read 2001 A Space Odyssey. I picked up a book called A Brief History of Time mm-hmm. by Stephen Hawking. In the first edition of that book, there was a preface written by a guy named Carl Sagan. In this preface, and it didn't appear in later editions, but in this particular edition, there was this preface by, written by Carl Sagan where he asks this question. Could God create a rock so heavy that even he couldn't lift it, right? Could God create a rock so it's either a limit on his strength or a limit on his power? There's no way out of it. Clever. It's so clever. Well done. Not really. Because what you're doing is you're putting God inside the universe, a universe governed by what you presuppose to be logic. Yes. If God prefigures or comes before logic, let's just say, using chronological terms, Mm -hmm. which wouldn't make no sense either way, right? If God prefigures logic, if God is beyond logic, then to put him in logic makes no sense. To refer to him as... To do all these things that we do when we just try to encapsulate God Mm -hmm. in language... Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm Sound like, bananas when you I'm, really I'm, think I'm, about I'm, it. Like, so like, um, idea like, all more comes back to like, what I was like, saying before, like, which is like so many of these scientists like um, who are out there like, like more like atheists and, and like 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 the shoe is because they're all trying to explain God and, and by using logic and like by using science. No, it's not even that. It's, it's... Then, like, as, as a result, like like like, like science is becoming the God, like and especially because like these people can't ex- can't can't like arrive at like their conclusions like by using logic. Like so it's like they end up like messing with everything, and then and then like it just becomes like dogma, and it becomes like. Because well, because Cultism. you're dealing mostly with 99% of the time, with any human being, you're dealing with, at most, a technician. So Albert Camus has this great saying. He said it's easy to be logical, it's very difficult to take logic to its bitter end. I don't want to hear the conclusion. I want to question it as Descartes mm-hmm. did. Hyperbolic mm-hmm. skepticism. Right. I want to keep going and yeah. going and going until I can't breathe anymore. Mm-hmm. Like Goggins it. at it. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I want to yeah, do. Yeah, thousand percent. So. I, I'm the same way, honestly. That's it. Love I mean, questioning. Just, the skepticism doesn't. That I just I'm incredulous about everything, mm-hmm. every single thing, including my incredulity. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, there are these stories. Like for instance, like in the book of Job, um, it's chapter thirty-eight or so. You know the story. Basically, it goes like uh, something like this. Like there's this guy Job. He's got everything money can buy, great big family, land, livestock, riches, and he worships. And he he worships God. Mm-hmm. He's pious. He's good. Mm-hmm. And the challenger, Satan, says to God, "Hey, wait a second here. Let me ask you a question, God. Do you think Job would worship you the way he does? You think he'd be so pious if he didn't have all these gifts?" God says, "Yeah." He says, "Well." What if it, what if it were, what if I were allowed to take all of it away? Would you take that bet? God says, yeah, of course. 
He's like, God says you can do anything you want to him except you just can't kill him. That's it. So Satan, the challenger, now this is conflated with Satan as to whether right. or not it really is. Whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know slash care. Mm-hmm. That's not the point of the story. Yeah. The point, point of the story is this. He goes, destroys, decimates everything. Kills his kids, torches his land. It's over. And afflicts Job with boils all over his body. And Job is sitting there like, what in the name of reason is happening? I've done everything right. I don't understand why this is the way it is. Right? right? He's sitting there doing logic, right? <laughs> his three friends roll up. Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. Okay? And they're in chapter 38. They're having this discussion with him. Trying to figure it out. Like, what did you do? Right. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. I don't get this, man. This is crazy town. Eventually, his friends are like, deuces. I'm out. And Job essentially says these words. He sort of posits this, or puts out this question. You know, God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you done this? Mm -hmm. Why have you done this? And God says, Who are you to question me? Were you there when I stretched the measuring line across this universe? Were you there when I placed the stars in the sky, etc., etc.? So it sort of echoes back to that preface by Carl Sagan. Mm. Oh, well, you've done it, Carl. You've really knocked it out of the park because you put God either here or there. What are you doing? Really? You sound, with all, intent, with, with all due respect, stupid because you're speaking of God as if it, the, the idea of God can be contained within language. Mm-hmm. You said something before about language and the importance of language. Mm-hmm. God, in the book of Genesis and then later in the book of John, he creates with the word. Right. But it is, he prefigures everything. So to put it in language, again, I'm very verificationalist about mm-hmm. my discussions of God because, again, how do you put infinity into words? Right. Exactly. So I'm very limited in that respect. But these stories give me some idea of how to maybe conceive of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Who are you? What's interesting is that one of the books written by Carl Jung was called The Answer to Job. Really? The Answer to Job. And Carl Jung's position is that Jesus Christ is the answer to Job. Jesus Christ is the embodiment of suffering and pain right. for, for no sin, sin. etc. Okay, and so God answers Job by becoming human. That's Carl mm. Jung's take on it. That's that book is so hard to wow. understand. I remember reading it on like, and I, I was sitting on Amtrak mm-hmm. reading that book <laughs> and coming across words like trithonic. <laughs> like, no, seriously, I'm not even kidding you. Really? It, the, Carl, Jung, <laughs> Carl Jung answers questions you didn't even think to that you would ever ask. What does that word even mean though? It's like, under, it's like underworld and whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's uh-huh. just the fact that these guys that's come along every couple of centuries right. like Carl Jung yeah, and Friedrich yeah. Nietzsche. It's like, what? Yeah. Nietzsche? Like, who are these people? Who are these people? Oh my gosh. That's wild. But even Goggins is more impressive. Than uh, yeah. I'm done kidding. Wow. That guy's unbelievable. That's interesting. Yeah, so... I- Oh, um, did you um, have anything else that you wanted to add um, to that point? Um, no, just that, when, uh, listen, it's, I can't, as a Christian, I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. I'm a Catholic, you know, and, you know, I will not allow myself to justify 
my judgments on other people. I'll still judge. We judge all the time. We're yeah. like judging machines. Everyone judges. There's just like a continuous clacking of a gavel in it between our ears all the time. But as far as rationalizing that, justifying that, no go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There are people that are carrying around death that have experienced things. I have not experienced much pain in my life. Yeah, I'm going through X and I'm going through Y. Right. Okay? There are people that are carrying, like, dragging around eternities and doing it with a smile, like Atlas, you know, like holding up the sky. Mm-hmm. It's like, how are you doing? I don't even know. So to sit there and judge anyone, I'm going to do it because we all do it. Again, we're judging machines. Mm-hmm. I don't know how or why it is. We Can't are, we are. But justifying it? No go, right. man. And if you ever catch me doing that, mm-hmm. stop me in my hey. tracks because, bro, I it's wrong. You. Mm-hmm. It's just wrong yeah. for me to do it. Yeah. Other people can sit in a seat mm-hmm. of judgment. I don't know. Maybe they can. Right. And I'm willing to listen, truly. If Especially if I'm making inconsistent points, lay it on me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not going to sit there and justify it. No That's way. awesome. No way. Come on. It's bananas. For yeah. me to do it, mm-hmm. no way. Yeah. Absolutely not. So, um, this conversation has been like incredible so far. I'm um, like, n- now I want us to get into probably um, the main topic, like, uh, like both of us want to, want to um, discuss like, coming into this um, podcast. What, what are your thoughts like um, on chat GPT? What, what do you think the purpose of it is? And then like branching off of that, how would you describe consciousness? Like, I mean, like, like um, how would you explain to people like, that, like no robot, like, no machine could ever be conscious. Amendments so, like, therefore no one should ever back down like to the altar of technology no that's just well first and foremost you have to i'm gonna paraphrase voltaire even though he really didn't say this it's mm-hmm. often attributed to him he said if you're going to converse with me you must first define your terms mm-hmm. okay no one has ever sufficiently defined what consciousness is so to say that this machine is conscious what do you mean? See, we use these words all the time, like intelligence right. and creativity. What do we mean by these things? <laughs> it's like, you sound bananas, mm-hmm. okay? Alan Turing, if you've ever seen the CAPTCHA, like yeah. that, when you go to a website, it wants to test whether or not you're human. It's called a CAPTCHA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The T stands yeah. for Turing. It's called a Turing oh, test. Yeah, Essentially yeah, yeah. determine whether or not you're human. I'm familiar with that. Right, of course, we're all, right? right? So, Turing said, Turing posited, that if you were interacting with the machine and you couldn't tell whether or not it was human, then it's conscious. We now know that we just don't, we do not believe that to be the case. Wait, 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 like, I'm speaking with, like, have you ever seen the movie Ex Machina? Yes, I did actually see that. I saw, I was like, kind of like in and out of consciousness uh-huh. as I was watching it. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I remember like faint clips of it. Right. I didn't see, I didn't like watch it continuously because mm-hmm. I'm all, I never. I want to be tensed, man. Um, well, like speaking of um, that um, movie, um, um, it's, it's like like, like um, a large like premise behind it. This one guy, like um, who created this one like artificial intelligent um, robot or whatever, like like the whole movie um, was like centered around like, the idea like, um, of like this some Turing test, and then like, like by like the end of the movie, like um, supposedly um, no, no one could tell, could tell the difference, like, like whether this person was a robot or a human. Um, um, but, like me personally, like like I actually believe like so many of these. 
Hollywood movies, one people like, like to like believe like like robots like can can become conscious and like take over the world. Like, but like another thing is like with the Chat GPT, like whether it's any of these artificial intelligence stuff, they're always going to need to be programmed by a human. And so like therefore, like no piece of technology is ever going to have like like any divine spark in them. And so like and therefore, none of these things like could ever be considered conscious. Well, again, it requires a definition right. of what consciousness is. Let's say you were able to define it and you were able to inscribe it onto a silicon chip. It's instantly the end of everything, automatically, and it would happen so fast. Like, this is what they call it, the singularity. Like the singularity in a black hole, mm-hmm. that's the point at which everything breaks down. It's the point at which light cannot escape. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the actually the event horizon. So mm-hmm. everything has an escape speed. The Earth has an escape speed. It's like twenty four thousand miles per hour. That's why rockets have to move so fast. If something is has enough mass, its escape speed exceeds the speed of light, which is one hundred eighty six thousand two hundred eighty two miles per second, and then it goes black, and then no one knows what happens. Same thing with this technology. If it were to become conscious, it would. It would happen. The the it would happen so fast that it would create a sim. If we kept us around, it would create a simulation, and that may very well be what we live in right yeah. now. A lot of people take mm-hmm. that position. I, if you ask me, to where I put my money, I believe based on this book I read many years ago called the Holographic Universe. That this is indeed that's, a hologram. That's interesting stuff. Like, I'm also, like, I'm actually, someone like I was talking to the other day, like, I actually brought, brought up like, the same point to me. I mean, like, so, so, like, I don't want to get him too far off topic. Like, I mean, like, I also want to talk about like, my belief like, when it comes to flat earth, like, any of that stuff, like, especially because like, I don't want to put him here and jab him in him. Jeffrey, like, I mean, like, many rate but like, like, also, like, like it's actually a, a whole separate like, conversation. But, like, anyways, like, I'm coming back to this. To, to this um, topic, like keep going, like when it comes to the, like, of this holographic universe, like because like, I've heard some people like recently, like, like even um, within like like my um, truth theory communities, like m- like I actually talk about like the, the, like of like like potentially maybe maybe we are just like living in like this hologram, and, and, and like maybe it's stupid like all like our, our perceptions and whatnot. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, it, again, it requires a definition of consciousness. Mm. What is this thing? And again, no one has any, no one can put together, no one can cobble together the first sentence concerning what it actually is mm-hmm. without immediately self referencing. Right. Or I'm referencing one of these scientific papers, or more I'm referencing one of these CGI images. No, it's, just, that. it's just that it's, it's just, there's no way. Right. You know, and I remember reading, <clears throat> so that goes back to like 25% into this conversation. Mm-hmm. Where we began talking about free will. Right. What is define freedom? Define freedom. So let me give you an example of what I mean. Mm-hmm. It can't it can't be cause and effect. Okay. So if it's cause and effect, I just move this phone, right? The phone didn't freely move, therefore it doesn't have free will, whatever, right? So it's not cause and effect. It's right. not cause and effect governing free will by definition. All mm-hmm. right. So then what then is it? Is it random? I remember reading a book by this uh, physicist named Paul Davies called The Mind of God. Lots of people take this position that quantum mechanics can kind of explain it. No. If you... 
That's static. That's random. That's not whatever this is. So it's, if it's not random and it's not causal, if it's like a causal but coherent, what is what could that be? There's no way of, uh, that I can conceive of yeah. even conceiving that. So there is a profound mystery. And there are little Hansel and Gretel crumbs left by the philosophers and the mathematicians over time, like Gerdell, mm. like the work of David Bohm in the holographic universe, where he independently arrives at a conclusion concerning the holographic universe, as does this neuro, uh, neuroscientist named Carl Pribham, mm. who does his experiments with mice and blah, 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 blah. There's something else going on. There's definitely something going on behind things. Yes. As far as what it is, we don't know. Again, at the bottom of things, the double slit experiment. There's something at the... Again, no one has any way of explaining certain things. Like the orbital of an electron. It goes from here to here. It's called the quantum leap. Mm-hmm. No one... Where did it go in between? That's like you popping up in a in Indochina, right? Okay, so, and then reappearing back right, here right, yeah. with nothing to explain the traversal, right? What do you mean? This is happening. You're an orchestra of these things, mm-hmm. or are you? Or are you? Are you just a cloud of probabilities superimposed, or are you something else? I can't help but conclude that I am something else. Now, as far as what that is, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. No idea. All I can do is, again, pick up the crumbs left by the great psychologists and philosophers Mm. and mathematicians, like Daryl Bem up at Cornell, who did that experiment with precognition. Right. And the vast amounts of literature on psychic phenomena. Right. Mm -hmm. Near-death experiences. Yeah. I'm not talking about seeing the light. Right. Which, again, for the longest time, was ascribed to things like hypercarbia or anoxia, lack of oxygen to the brain, Mm. too much carbon. Mm Mm-hmm. That's not it because you don't get coherent experiences mm-hmm. that way. But whatever. Yeah. Maybe there's something to explain. Maybe it's DMT. I don't know. What mm-hmm. I do know is that there are experiences called veridical near-death experiences, which are above and beyond those kinds of things. This is where someone rises up out of their body and talks about things that they could not have possibly known about that are going on in another room at the time that they're flatlining. Mm-hmm. What? That's not. How do you explain that? How can you possibly explain? It? You want to dismiss it? Feel free. I choose to investigate further. Same I'm going way. to follow the data until I'm dead. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to follow the data and the probabilities until I'm dead because it's all I have. That's all I can go on. It's the only thing when everything else is gone that I will have at the end. That's it. So, I choose to investigate further. And again, those crumbs, Kenneth Ring. Psychologist in Connecticut wrote the book Blind Sight, uh, Blind Sight, about people who are born blind, have near-death experiences, come back with visual data. What do you mean? How is that possible? What is going on there? The work of Sam Parnia at Stony Brook. There's something going on when you superimpose all this data. You find, as I said, the preps of this discussion when we were talking about William James, the black swan. Mm-hmm. There is indeed a black swan. As far as whether or not it's a swan, whether or not it's avian, whether or not it actually has feathers. I don't know. I can't really put it in a a category, but something is there. It's blurry. It's at a distance. You can barely make it out, Mm. but it is there for a fact. So 
I don't believe X or I don't believe Y, dogma, etc., etc. Anyone, anytime you question anyone on their steadfast beliefs, not anytime, but enough of the time, especially if they're very loud about it, mm-hmm. what do you find? Three or four sentences, three or four questions into it, they're like, I don't know. Right. All right. Well, right. listen. Those people are like, come on. Slow down then. Let's just together mm-hmm. try to actually figure this out. Mm-hmm. Because when you got when you start coupling like ignorance and conviction. Mm-hmm. You end up with nonsense, well, basically. Well, you end more something worse. You end up with like real. You, you end up with the problems I think facing our society. Right. I think M. Scott Peck to bring it back to him, that's that psychiatrist, he defines evil that way. He calls it militant ignorance. Okay. That's super interesting. Yeah, that's what he says. So maybe that's it. I don't that makes know. Makes a lot of sense. Obviously. Listen, <laughs> we just have to be careful. Tread lightly. Make sure you're not hurting anybody. But like, um, how different um, would you say militant ignorance is like, um, as opposed to willful ignorance? Like, more like on the other hand, like, would you actually put those two like um, in, in like the same boat? Well, it depends on the expression of the will. Right. So if it takes the form of hurting other people, willful then, ignorance could end up turning into yeah. Like I can be willfully ignorance. ignorant of the fact that you know, I'm not great at basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not hurting anybody yeah, by believing that I'm good at it. Right, yeah. You know, but uh, when, you, when you're actively hurting other people in the name of something that you don't yourself fully understand, that you yourself have not even really fully questioned, is that really what, is that really where we want to be? No. No. Definitely not. I don't want to hurt, I don't want anyone hurt for any reason ever, truly. Okay, I want to make sure that everyone's listened to, and everyone see. That's why I think that, like all of what's going on in society right now, I think a lot of it is the fact due to the fact that people do not feel listened to. Mm-hmm. Whatever it may be, they do not feel listened to, and whether or not you are a conservative or a liberal, that becomes dogmatic. That becomes right. we become ossified in our beliefs, mm-hmm. and we then what happens? We start hating each other. Become tribal. And, um, yeah. Politics is... George Will said this mm. before he defected, I think, from the Republican Party. He was a Republican, but then Donald Trump, blah, blah, blah. But he said politics is organized hatred. And I think he was being kind of facetious, but I right. think it's almost becoming that. The, it's like yeah. slow down. It's definitely a moment like, like truth behind that Oh, we're in this together. My goodness. Right. You know, we're in this together. Exactly. You know, we're on this little, as Carl Sagan said, and he actually, the Saturn, I think it was the Voyager satellite, as it passed Saturn, took a picture of Earth. And all you see is this faint, as he says, pale blue dot, where everything that has ever happened that we know of has taken place. This pale blue dot upon which we exist. You know, we're in this together. Let's slow down. Let's listen to each other. Sometimes just being listened to is therapeutic for other people. So if you can be a reservoir, if you can be, as Nietzsche said, an ocean to receive streams, however polluted they may be in your purview, Mm. that, I'm not going to say it is anything. It is helpful, but it might be helpful. I can't help Mm. but believe that it would be helpful to do that. Because we both recognize people are... They are in pain. Mm. People are in pain. 
Right, and then also Michael Adams, like, like, actually come back to him, how much this, like, is actually being done purposely, like, especially because you actually have, like, these miserable elites or more people in power, or whatever you want to call them, and, like, these people basically know that, like, know that, like, they're not going to be treated well in the afterlife, so, like, as a result, like, they basically want to push so much, like, fear onto us, like, I'm like, put, I mean, like, like constantly put, push division, hatred, but, but like, um, if um, all of us like only realize like, how much like more similar we are than different, I mean, like, actually came together, like, I mean, actually found common ground, like, I mean, like, preached love and positivity, and like, some of these issues like we end up um, dissolving, um, um, but, 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 like, come, like, going along the lines of like this concept like, um, of like duality, um, you, you must, you must like, like, need the evil, like, in order like to, to see the good, like, like, um, like, you always, no matter like what happens, like, always, like this world, like, is definitely based a lot, like. On, like duality and um, um, so, um, so like if like we never knew knew what bad was we wouldn't know what um, good was like because like, there'd be nothing to compare it to right it would just be tepidity that's mm-hmm. it. just like infinite like, right dish water yeah that's it mm-hmm. so no yeah put so I tell myself anyway as best I can we're fed this idea of put yourself first I mean you don't question that dogma of course you had to put yourself first I don't believe that. I, in my heart, do not believe that. Put others first. Imagine that. Have we really ended up any happier as a result of adopting this pseudo-narcissism? Depends on the situation, though, I would say. I don't know. All I know is for this right, this situation right here. Right. Put other people first. Put other people first and see what happens. Oh. Wait, wait. I'm so, like, to be honest, like, I definitely agree with that more, way more than like I would disagree with it. But like my only qualm, like, like with that thing though, like with that like philosophy, I'm, um, is just like you're never gonna be able to fully give to others like, like um, what you don't have um, yourself. Like, so like, I'm, I'm definitely fully I'm, I'm agree with like putting putting others like first. Like, is definitely gonna bring people like more happiness, like, like more from that. But like, I'm, it almost like, comes back to like in order to be able to, to give love to others, like first you almost like have to like love yourself because otherwise you're just going to be giving giving from this like empty well and then so, so I do think it is important like, like there are like situations like where it is important like, like to, to first like give to yourself like, like whatever you need and then like as a result like and then you're going to be able like, to give others more love and more kindness it's like there's definitely a delicate balance I feel like that has to be struck there maybe it will be the case mm-hmm. yeah, for, for myself for myself I don't see it that way for myself. Mm-hmm. For other people, that may very well be the case. Mm-hmm. I have been given everything in life. Mm-hmm. Everything. Everything. Anything that bothers me or any situation I find myself in that I don't like is because I put myself there. So I've adopted this idea of what is called caritas versus cupitas. So caritas versus cupitas. Cupitas is the love of self and the love of things. Caritas is the love of others and the love of God. I have opted to, in cold blood, to hearken back to William James, demand that of myself. I don't always do it. I don't even do it probably most of the time. But I will never stop demanding that of myself. Mm -hmm. Other people have not been given everything. I've been given everything. What am I here to complain about? Nothing. Mm. nothing 
any again any situation I find myself that I don't like is because I'm an idiot. That's it. It's just the truth. It's the truth. Uh-huh. So for me, that's it. You put other people first, and you do good. Mm-hmm. So there was a famous rabbi. This is before Christ, mm-hmm. who was asked, who was supposedly the wisest of the rabbis. I don't know. Forgive me if I'm right. misspeaking here. I think his mm-hmm. name was Rabbi Hillel, I think. Anyway, it was rumored that he could sum up the entirety of the Torah while standing on one foot. And I guess at some point someone put the challenge to him. Mm-hmm. Rabbi Hillel, I think that was his name. Forgive me for wrong. Well, like um, um, I was actually listening to like, this podcast um, yesterday. Like, um, um, like um, I'm actually pretty sure, like, um, uh, like um, that um, exact name may have been brought up. But, really? Yeah. Like, like um, um, I, I don't know for a hundred percent sure. I mean, but, like, I was definitely listening to this podcast yesterday. I mean, like this guy, like, um, um, I'm pretty sure he can be, be brought up in that exact name. Get out of here. So, that's like crazy. I learned this from a professor. I'm uh, pretty sure. Stephen Speck. Yeah, and that's like crazy like, timing and like coincidence. I mean, that's but, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Synchronicity. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Uh-huh. He said, uh, you know, do it. He said, all right. He lifted up one foot. And what did he say? He said, do not do to others what you would not have done to yourself. And that's like, whoa, that sounds very much like Mark 12, where Christ says something very similar, right? Mm-hmm. Wolf and wolf. But there's a difference. Let's put that in a bracket for a second. The third act of Hamlet scene one right to be or not to be mm-hmm. right beautiful speech crazy right bananas beyond belief that I didn't fully appreciate that until only a few years ago mm-hmm. now I just listen to it over and over again what is the last word of that he says action right and Christ says do unto others as you would have them do unto you not don't do mm. not Inactivity. Go out and do action. 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 Super interesting. Action. Wow. And I was like, hmm. That's That's really interesting. interesting. It's like twist. Both are both are basically saying the same thing. Two sides of the same coin. Yeah. 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 That's super interesting. Yeah. So that and you know his prescription was pretty simple. You know, just give, 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 Mm. because. You are much more than you could ever conceive of being. Yeah. And now I'm talking way above the clouds right now, of course. I'm beyond the ionosphere of my own, mo- of my own little this is awesome, planet man. Earth. I love this stuff. <laughs> but if you put a gun to my head and you say, confess what you believe to be the case, these are what I believe, this is what I believe to be the case. I can't prove any of it. That's crazy. I can't lean back on the matrices of mathematics and go, yes, this is it. There's no way. It's so bananas. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, but if you ask me with the gun to my temple, what you actually think, what you actually believe to be the case, that is the case. I believe that it is our sole duty do unto others. That's it. End of story. Next, nothing more. Mm-hmm. All the rest of it. Everything. This tie under my chin. 
this neighborhood, my car, my life, everything that's ever happened. It's trimmings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what right. we're here to do. Right. People are in pain, they're suffering, and it's up to you to alleviate that Help to the best of your ability. The only way that you can. Now, and I say you, meaning Josh, mm-hmm. not other people. Right. I'm not saying that's how you should be. That's how you should be. That's what you should believe. I'm not doing mm-hmm. that nonsense because Christ also says, why are you concerned about the speck in your friend's eye right. as opposed to the plank in your own? Judge not lest he be judged. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So these are guiding principles for me. So whenever I'm in between one thing or the other, it's always shut your mouth, Josh. And listen, seriously, mm-hmm. shut your mouth. You ignorant ape, shut your mouth and listen mm-hmm. as best you can. Let someone bleed through their mouth if they need to. Let them die and bleed and throw and heave and scream, whatever they need to listening do. Is, and be there for listening is honestly probably the most underrated skill like, um, out there. Like, especially because of like, coming back to like, what um, you were saying before, like a lot of like, like the the owls like like society like are actually like coming like especially because like a lot of people like don't feel heard. I mean, like a lot of people like don't have like other people like to actually. We're scared. Um, well, we're scared. Listen, we're listen. We are terrified. Whether all all anxiety, mm-hmm. all fear, according to Freud and probably anyone that worth their salt when it comes to the psychoanalytic perspective on anxiety, knows that it's all about a fear of death. Right. We are under death threat all the time, whether or not we even realize it. So ChatGPT, that is like, mm-hmm. hmm. I can write computer program. I can write a paper on World War II better than you. I can write short stories. I can do this. You're taking away what it seems anyway agency from human beings that's a major threat it feels exactly. like one i don't yes so i, I don't thousand percent i have investigated it to the point and in my own personal investigations since i'm 17 that i don't have any fear of any of it, it doesn't mean anything to me i know enough about it to dismiss it not completely of course mm-hmm. but to dismiss the metaphysical threat right. posed by these things. Yes. Then, okay, so there's that, right? Then there's like actual death. Then there's like, I don't know, my, our friend, you know, at the gym, Ryan, mm-hmm. his buddy just died, pancreatic cancer, 43. Got the death sentence two months later, gone, three kids. What? Okay. Then there's like, Asteroids? Right, it's we are chronically always under fear, anxious. Yeah, chronically anxious. There's mm-hmm. a constant, low-level background radiation of anxiety in every single human being's life. Low frequencies, also. All yeah. the time. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, we're yeah. bathed in yeah, yeah. non-ionizing, right. hopefully, radiation yes. at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. There's all in the the things you mentioned before, the right. metals, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, I. For me, it's the sig- the signal in the noise yeah. is what I alluded to earlier. That distant, what is that? Mm-hmm. That warmth on my ear. Right. It's like whispering almost mm-hmm. to you, whispering almost to you. 
And so all of these threats to free will, right? What is free will? You're taking away my free will now. All of the scientists and the philosophers are beating the drum of determinism. You don't even exist, right? Everything you will ever do, could ever do, will ever think, was written into the subatomic DNA of the Big Bang. You don't even exist. You're an interruption in nature, right? It's coming from every angle. But that's why things like the measurement problem, the double slit experiment, have been in my peripheral since I was 17 years old. Mm -hmm. These are tiny little pinpricks of light that to me speak to... See, the words fall away then. It's like Dante when there's a beautiful point at the end of you know Dante's Inferno and Purgatorio and then Paradiso. Mm Mm-hmm. He finally makes his way to the fountain of God. Before this, he sees Beatrice, his Beatrice, and she looks at him. This is absolutely beautiful. I'm not one for romantic anything, ever. Mm-hmm. But that is so beautiful, it's disgustingly beautiful. <laughs> she looks at him, and he looks at her. This is a woman that guided him through heaven. That he saw in real life, never really even spoke to. And he was married to. Bad news, Dante. But whatever. He was someone of the... She looks at him, and he knows. He knows in his heart that this is the last time they're ever going to look at each other. Ever. She looks at him, and she smiles. And she turns away to the fountain. When he sees, or observes... Wittgenstein had a great way uh, in the end of the Tractatus Logico Philosophicus. He says, Whereof one cannot speak, thereof one must be silent. Dante says, Words fell away now. And I became like a baby drinking at its, you know, from its mother's breast. Right. I began to ba ba ba, ba ba ba, like a baby. And that's what it is for me. You get these little tiny crumbs, these little pinpricks of light, these little tiny. Your paradise it is peace because you know as Paul Jung said you just know now and when God blesses you not with paradise but with a just a taste a sniff mm-hmm. a nostril full of peace once you have experienced that amidst all the chaos as Kemu says in the midst of winter I found within me this invincible summer when Mm -hmm. you taste that all you want for the rest of your life whether or not you choose to recognize it is for other people to experience that right that's it it's the ultimate consolation you know it's all for the best and you want everyone else to know that too Mm -hmm. through your actions through doing for them. That's it. For myself. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking always when I say you. That's amazing, I mean me. Yeah. I mean me. It's so well said. Because again, other people, I have not walked in their skin. Mm-hmm. I don't know what right. it is to be them. So what do I do? Shut up. Now. Right now. And listen, man. For real. Who are you? God, why have you done this? Why me? 
Who are you? When I put question. that spot of light up there, mm. you call the moon, mm. little boy, right. little man. Who are you? Mm. And I, in the face of other people, am essentially that. Mm-hmm. Who am I? Who am I? I'm a barely a guy that could put two sentences together. Seriously, seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, what am I? I'm some jackass from Long Island. What am I? Really, in this celestial circus. That is amazing. It's so well said. So, um, spe- speaking of which, like, first of all, I can like, ask you, how much um, time like, do you think you have left? Like, just a little, little while longer. Right. There's another topic. We could just do, we gotta do part two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 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 so, like, that's actually so um, powerful. Like, I actually honestly feel like, like, like that's actually the perfect place, like, to, to, like, close this part one yeah. um, off on. Sure. Um, um, like, I'm having to, like, if you don't mind, every time, like, I can have someone come on, like, in studio, I actually um, like to have, like, my own um, speed round set up for them. Like, yeah, of course. So it's like, um, if, you, if you don't mind answering that, like, do um, um, a quick little yeah. speed round. Um, Be and, gentle. Um, all right, I got you. Alright, so it's time for the speed round. You guys know how this works. So the, the first like seven or eight questions like we're, we're gonna be more like um, quick hitters, and then and then, and then the last like two or three are gonna be are gonna be more um, like um, thought provoking. Um, okay. Alright, so audio books or hard covers? Hard covers. Steak or chicken? Steak. Favorite animal? Dog. Favorite philosopher? This is like all these questions. Like, no, okay. I'm, 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 I'm actually trying try, try my best like, to examine like, like individually for each person. But, like, some of the questions like, are more general, and like others, like, I try to like, give them like individual. Alright, so favorite, favorite philosopher? Soren Kierkegaard. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Alright, so um, biggest tip for anyone wanting to be to like, gain knowledge and like become smart? Fear. Hmm. Biggest misconception when it comes to our world, as we know it. That we know it. Hmm. Interesting. Right. I only have a, one question left for you. I'm so like, like, this is like, this is like how I usually try to finish off like every podcast. So, if you had a portal that like like open to heaven, like whenever you wanted to, what does this place look like to you? Heaven. Yes. I mean, I mean, like, keep in mind, like, I mean, it's, it's close to be like heaven, heaven on earth. Like, however you see heaven for you, and what does that place look like? Paradise. Yes. To be honest, mm-hmm. I can't conceive of. I can't even put it. You have to like experience it. Can't put it into words. Well, let me give you an example. Well, see, it's counterintuitive the way I'll put it down. Paradise would require adversity for me. There has to be something to resist. In some way, shape, or form, I am so programmed for that that I would dissolve. There was a book called The 
Three Seconds by a guy named Les Parrott. Mm-hmm. In that book, he cites an experiment done on an amoeba in a Petri dish. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was UCLA, wherever. The scientists asked themselves, what if we're, we were to provide this amoeba with what would, in essence, be paradise? Give it every single thing it needs. Right. So it doesn't have to work for anything. Mm-hmm. And so they did this. They created this mini environment for the amoeba and it died in just a few hours. Right? Freud, going back to Freud, we keep bringing up Freud, his definition for happiness was two things, work and love. You need work and love. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as love goes, I don't really know. I mean, I love my children. And um, I think Freud meant more romantic love. Mm-hmm. I, for myself, don't feel any need for that. Right. At all. I used to. Mm-hmm. I really just don't. And because I, I found so many things that I actually love to do so right. much that you only get a limited amount of energy. A limited amount of attention, a limited that. amount of mm-hmm. X factor, and for me, there's so many things that are so much more rewarding, mm-hmm. as you'd say. So that, I guess, is a kind of love for me. Mm-hmm. But definitely need work. Definitely need to be feeling be as challenged. if you're improving things. Yeah. Right. I just not to say that that's the end all be all, and it's definitely not an objective viewpoint on paradise. I think most people would be sitting on the beach sipping margaritas right. or whatever. That's not me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't ever want to be on vacation for any reason. It's a great I mean, answer. No, when I was in Central America, I was, you know, doing volunteer teaching. Mm-hmm. And I remember with this company called um, Alliance Broad. And uh, we were in this, like, beautiful, like, rainforest area. And the other volunteers were like, yo, come to the forest. Come check out the volcanoes, blah, blah, blah. I was like, absolutely not. I had six books with me because they only had a limited number of books written in English. Uh-huh. Alice in Wonderland, a couple of books. And I just would read those over and over again. I, I just don't, I don't, the outs, it's not, for me, it's not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. Like the words coming out of my mouth sound crazy. It's an I know interesting how cra- answer though. It just, it's true. I like it. Yeah, for me, it's about, I just, <laughs> constructing alternate realities, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And uh, out of the piece, because again, I was given a taste of peace. Right. I was given a summer amidst the eternal winter. Mm. I don't deserve it. I know I don't deserve it. And so that knowledge, that belief, that overflow is just for others. Please, Mm. let me give to others. Please, 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 please. Let me be... Here. This right here. This Mm. right here. This right here. This will Mm. help sum it all up. Mm. This will sum it all up. There's a little known speech given by Martin Luther King called the drum major instinct. Okay? Mm-hmm. The drum major instinct. It's, it's, it's like close to running out of but like, so like, should I change it fast? No, no, no. This is All quick. Right. The drum major instinct. Martin Luther King begins by recognizing that we all have this will within us to be number one, to be the best. He cites Alfred Adler. Did his homework. And he says, all right, well, if I have this desire to be number one, to be recognized, okay, fine. Can't help it. 
then let me be number one in loving other people. Mm. Let me be number one in serving other people. Let me be number one in giving and taking care and attention to other people. Let me be number one in that. That's powerful. Martin Luther King, drum major instinct. We all want to be the drum major. Mm. Let us be the drum major for that. That's amazing. Awesome way to close things up. So any, uh, so guys, anyways, and this has been an, an incredible conversation. I'm on my Wednesday. Thank Josh for coming on so much. This has been awesome. We're definitely going to have him on for part two soon enough. And this has been an incredible. Like, so, like, I'm Josh, I'm, in a few minutes, tell everyone like, where they can find you. I'm on my other hand. Like, if you have any closing words or anything like you want to close things off with. Thank you. It was a privilege, an honor, and an absolute lovely experience to be hanging out with my friend here thank you to be contributing in any way shape or form to his mission mm-hmm. participating in that it's just just the best what else can I ask for mm-hmm. that's it and uh yeah Dr. Vocabulary is my Instagram but follow, follow me on, on Instagram and he has some um, awesome stuff like me post do you also like, want to tell, tell me when like where you can find your books and stuff or no uh well I'll, I'll add that at another time. Right. I'll add that. Right. I don't want to self-promote here. Right. Right. For me, it's really about this guy right here, Thank the mission, you. and hopefully some element of clarification, elucidation, or consistency. That's it. Perfect. All right. Anyways, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Be sure to drop a like. Leave a comment. Let me know what you guys think of this video. This has been a super enlightening conversation, and so I will catch you guys in the next video. Peace. Peace.